Welcome to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS and a 12k carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. Calvin Flander in uh, MXGP of Flanders. If you take, remove Sardinia, like that never happened. This was the best day of your MXGP career by far. But Sardinia did happen, which means I guess your expectations were quite high for today. And anything less than a podium would have been unacceptable. So I'm guessing, if I can get inside your head, that being on the podium is acceptable, but you're sat here thinking it would have been nice to win. If you put it like that, yeah, it's quite, it's quite true what you say. Like, uh, Riola was definitely uh, the best day like, in my MXGP career. Um, and if you take that away, then today was my best MXGP career. But, you know, coming, coming into the weekend, I knew that I, was, I had the good speed and I knew that I was, you know, I could fight for the podium. I uh, actually, yeah, I had like my goals on home. At home, I have like the whiteboard and I always write my goals. And, and a few weeks ago, I wrote, um, you know, Lockett top five and, um, and Lomo top three. And um, I think Thursday, Thursday uh, afternoon, I rubbed out the three and I put a one. <laughs> and I took a video of myself doing that because I was, I was confident that I, that I can win, you know, and I wanted to win so bad. That's why... I had it, it was so close, it was right in front of me, yeah. and then Bogus got f- uh, favorite two laps to go, and then uh, got second overall, but I'm definitely happy to go 2-2, um, you know, I can't complain about that, but definitely wanted to win. Did you know that at some point in that second moto you had the overall? Like, did the team put it on the board that 2-2 was going to get the job done at one point? Uh, they did, they, um, they said pass number three for first you know and I I mean I didn't know I knew Glenn finished fourth on the first motor and he was out front um, Brian won the first motor and he was behind me so I knew like it was close it was close at the, at the front you know for for podium and at one point I don't even think I was on the podium because Favre was in front of me so um, I knew that I needed to get Favre anyway to be on the podium um, which I you know I really wanted to do but it was tough out there I, I put a lot of effort in to pass Favre first moto he made it tough and second moto again made it tough in the beginning there and then you know the kind of towards the end of the race he faded um i think he was a little more fatigued than what i was and then i could get the pass make it stick Uh, i want to go deep so sardinia is sandy obviously uh this is sandy obviously that's why i come to the races to report that stuff um but it's different types of sand so suspension wise how different are your setups for each track and what is it that makes them different? Like what direction do you go for each track based on the type of sand there? Um, I have quite a, I'm quite a special rider with that. I actually have different forks for hard pack than different forks for sand. Um, I, have a, I have a sand spec and I have a hard pack spec and, and I know not a lot, not a lot of riders have that. Um, I just feel like I need soft, soft forks on hard pack to really feel the front tire and feel the dirt. Um, and then in the hard, I, in the sand, I really um, have stiff forks and I ride the bike like a Harley because I'm quite tall and, and I need the front to be as high as possible. So um, kind of coming into the weekend, like I have Riola spec in the, in the bike, but we did change a little bit uh, during the weekend just to kind of put a little bit more um, you know, pressure on the back and, and lift up the forks a little bit. So we did go a little bit stiffer in the forks. Um, during the weekend but um, I think you know everyone the track was really rough and some of the bumps were really really deep like there was like doubles through the corners Um, so I think it was tough to set up the bike perfectly but I think we had a pretty good 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 setup we have a good base setting in the sand Um, I still feel like we need to improve on the hard pack and I know what I need to work on going into next year you know I I think um, my sand riding's on par like where it should be um, but hard pack riding I need to improve so I think during the winter I'll definitely try and spend some time in Spain or in France or try to get some time on the hard pack and try to feel more comfortable there I think that's where I'm where I'm lacking where I can be a little bit more consistent yeah but I, based on that I would say that Lockett last week 7-6 uh, or 6-7 whatever way round um, maybe that was more impressive than today 
because I, I think everyone expected you to be on the podium today but to be that consistent moving forward when other guys weren't all of that sort of stuff on hard pack like Lockett I feel like that, was, like that was a real statement to everyone in the paddock teams everyone who's watching that you are an all-round guy okay maybe getting there consistently is the next step but at the core you are an all-round guy yeah I mean I put myself uh, as an all-round all guy I feel comfortable like in Lockett I felt really good second motor and coming through nicely pass, making good passes and stuff like that like Friday I mean Saturday and then first motor I had arm pump which wasn't great um, which kind of like you know I didn't show my full potential then but second motor I did and I you know when you get a, a top seven start it's not enough to be top five you know I mean or top three you need to be in the top top three to 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 finish there I feel like in the class especially in a, a track like Lockett where um, you know like today also uh, yesterday like the start was so important even on a sand track like it was tough to make passes and uh, I need to you know I know what I need to work on and I feel like I'm I've improved a lot coming into 450 class you know like every if I look at my EMX 1 to 5 it takes me a couple years until I'm really fighting for podiums and things like that MX2 same deal I you know I'm learning the first couple years and then I pick it up and I'm fighting for podiums and wins um, the last two years of my MX2 career and now also I've you know I've spent this is my third year MX GP I'm getting to a point now where I'm I feel like I belong in the class you know I feel like I I definitely belong up there and um, I'm fighting for podiums and, and things like that and I, I definitely I won't stop improving I'll, I'll keep on improving and and uh, hopefully keep keep working towards my goal which is to be world champion starts are definitely better in the sand compared to hard pack as well um, is that just a confidence thing um, today I struggled with the starts but it's because like we needed to go really stiff with the clutch springs um, to make you know the full motor 35 minutes in here like Riola is different because Do you clutch it a lot today yesterday yes I was I was on the clutch quite a lot like even free practice and time practice yesterday I destroyed two clutches um, it's just because the the sand is so soft and you have to really sit on the clutch coming out the turns um, uh, yeah we, we did go a little bit bigger with sprocket on the back just to give me a little bit of more response but still it was a little bit lazy at the bottom so definitely needed to clutch it a little bit more um, so today we struggled with starts because it was quite aggressive off the line because of the the stiffer clutch springs okay i like this this has been as yeah. just as deep as i wanted um back to some the general general stuff uh next year i guess nothing signed yet but same old story of it's going in a direction uh yeah like you said nothing is signed yet um we kind of just I'm doing my best what I can week uh, week by week and, and uh, things are definitely happening. People are having meetings, talking, things like that. And, uh, you know, what will happen will, what will happen will happen and um, I can't change what um, what happens pretty much, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get the best for me um, and uh, that's what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, like this year is my first year doing everything myself. So it's, it's quite a learning experience. It's been good for me. I'm enjoying it, um, having the team meetings and things like that. And I think, um, I think the teams also like that, you know, having a personal relationship with the rider. Um, but yeah, nothing signed yet. And uh, I'm just work, doing my best um, on, out on track. And, and um, you know, I think, I think I'll definitely be here next year racing, like in MXGP. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, and last thing, if you had to put a percentage on it, uh, what are the chances we see you at the Nations? Someone must have spoken to you at least, surely. Like the Netherlands aren't that unorganised. Have you heard anything? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think I told you last week there was a mail going out. Oh, yeah, uh, you did. To everyone, yeah. So yeah, but that's that's boring. Yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much nothing really has moved from then. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. I think Glenn is a hundred percent racing uh, I think Kaido Wolf also 100% or yeah I guess yeah and then um, I think it's maybe 50-50 between me and Brian at the moment um, I don't think Jeffrey is riding what I've heard um, so uh, yeah it's probably 50-50 between me and Brian so we'll see what happens Jeremy Sewer uh, MXGP of Flanders yesterday was amazing as I said to you many times, you gave me goosebumps through that one section. One of the like one of the best things I've ever seen. Really touched me. I'll remember it forever. Wow. Today, a little less magic, a little harder. <laughs> Crashes, mistakes. You didn't look as comfortable, I thought, with a bike and everything. Um, but yeah, on your side, tell us. Yeah, yesterday was amazing. I mean, uh, it's been a while. I had that much fun on the bike. Really, like 
I mean, to hear I gave you goosebumps, I mean, that that's something, that's an achievement. Yeah, no one does that. Someone who plays for par at every golf hole, I mean, this is like an you, achievement. That yesterday, it was a birdie. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, I think close to eagle. <laughs> but, no, it felt amazing, you know, I really, I think it's the best sand riding I've done in a while and it didn't even cost me energy, I was after the motor, I was like, all right, like I'm ready to go for another one. So, and I recovered really well for today and stuff like that. So really good. But I knew today will be a different day because this, the track was twice as steep as yesterday. You know, yesterday was still a lot of flow, still, yeah, bumpy, but not like today. Today yeah. we had real normal and actually I had magic today as well I had the speed to win I had the speed to be with the top guys I had the starts to do so and I had the fitness because I was one of the strongest towards the end of the motors but I had those mistakes which cost me and I made them just because I tried to save a lot of energy in the beginning and by saving energy you just try in every corner to be relaxed and Lomel bites you you know I just lost the front mostly in like in stupid fashion I mean yeah that's how it is first moto I was there at P4 inside for with the others they were not gone and then I thought okay now is my moment I started to push you see in left on the left chart and came closer to Romain and 100% I would have get him because I felt really fit started to feel the track get the flow and I made a mistake and that costed me P3 or even better in moto 1 Moto 2, actually I started, bam, went for the whole shot, cut off Tim and Jorge, yeah. cut off Jorge at the start. Our friend? Like, yeah. He was ill as well, how, how horrible of you. What, what? He was sick. He was sick. And you did that to him. Sorry, I was sick. Did you I see the photo know. I tweeted? No. Okay, I'll show you that after. Okay. It's really funny. Okay, I gotta see that. <laughs> um, and I turned in and I opened my throttle and I started to slide a bit, but I thought, okay, fine, P1, P2. And it went like this and I was P4, 5, I'm like, what did just happen now? How the hell, what? I didn't even do a mistake and I, I did like yesterday and like yesterday I came out leading and then I was in, I don't know what the others did. Anyways, I was a bit in a pack, but again, no stress, passing some guys, following, feeling strong, recovered well from Moto1, knowing I have a lot in the tank for later on and bam, he clipped my leg at the jump very small I just thought oh, okay back on the packs but for some reason the bike started to turn in and I just lost it yeah. and I'm like I don't want to land on my foot pack so I just let the bike go you know Small so guy. crashed came again through the pack with another mistake and yeah was riding really well the last five six laps I mean I catched four five seconds a lap I was really flying having that magic but just the mistakes cost me and I'm super angry for that because I could have fightened maybe not the win but maybe P2 at least minimum and stuff but today was just not the day for some reasons. Um, we're allowed to do this so don't be scared take me deep into bike setup I've done it with a few riders um, Moto 1 to Moto 2 what and also actually compare it to Sardinia sand because they're both brutal soundtracks um, what's different suspension wise what do you do differently what did you do today what did you feel tell us can't tell you no, we can it's fine when I do these kind of interviews I'm super serious and you know it's fine trust me I can tell I'm you kidding. I've no been problem. no I can give you the rules I've got the rules of what we're allowed okay, to do if you want okay. them we can do anything we yes want. but I'm I've got to keep you a little bit under control no, that's the deal we don't give a shit okay um we're already out of control <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean Sardinia everybody we can go back to that podcast if you know what happened there we went a bit f off with bike setup oh, yes. oh, oh yeah that was the start of the problems of course oh no but um, since then we changed a lot on my bike also on hard pack we went in a far in a different direction which worked really well as we saw in the last couple of races with my results um, we came here a bit not knowing how it will work exactly in the sand. It was the first sand setup with that kind of setup. Um, yesterday morning I felt really weird with my bike. I, I stopped after two laps free practice and I went like, hey, um, what did you do to my bike? It's, it feels high, it feels 
Ah, yeah, it's the easy, but actually it came mostly from the track because it's when they water it, it's so slippery actually and hard underneath that it's it just feels weird compared to practice. And uh, we made a slight change to the forks. See you, bye bye, ciao. To the forks, um, made me feel better. Time practice started to feel good. Quality race, as said, amazing. So my setup was really good. You know, we we kept changing a bit, just sand stuff. I mean, more balance on. I mean, putting the balance to the rear, drop the fork, uh, slow down the rebound because we have some long rollers here. Make the fork as stiff as you possibly can, not to lose comfort. You know, for your arms. The usual things and I did feel, feel great but as I said today the bumps were twice as big so a different story 32 degrees um, 30 minutes and two laps so it's coming to the putting this all you know in play it's just a different story because from lap one you are just trying to be smooth safe energy to to be able to attack in the end and uh, motor one I struggled a little bit for some reason with that um, had some section I was really good had some I just cruised kind of yeah. because I didn't want to lose the energy or take risk to crash stupidly and I just made some small setup changes motor 2 on the shock a bit because the bumps got so big and long compared to last yesterday we even slowed down the rear more just to surf better to make the rear more calm and that's basically what we did and it worked well I was happy with my bike you know I'm guessing like, I'm gonna, I'll start this on a nice one. Like Ricky Carmichael, you're one of the shorter riders. <laughs> See, I made that into a compliment. Yes. So I guess your sand setup is actually quite unique because whereas everyone else just sets it up so they can lean over the back and well, like Randuin just said, he rides his bike like a Harley in the sand. I guess you have to go a bit unique with your bike setup to make sure you can ride it with your shorter stature. Of course, but on any track I have a special setup just cause I'm small, you know, like a guy like Flandren and that's I think why he's really strong on tracks like here and, and Riola and stuff. He, he he has a lot to play with, you know. If he's like, ah, oh, my bike is like that, ah, he moves backwards that much quite easily. But my arms are only that long, my legs are only that long. So I need to find that right window to make it work. And anything annoying is like, I need to close my throttle because otherwise I'm out of control. Yeah. So it is more tricky for me, but I'm pretty good in setting up my bike, luckily, otherwise I wouldn't be here. And okay, being short has disadvantages, but it also has a lot of advantages in the end of the day, so I'm not complaining. But uh, like you say, my, I have unique setups, but everybody likes my bikes. I mean, I think... It's everybody. Who else rides them? You want to try it or...? <laughs> We can do that. That'll be fun. I'm kidding. I'm probably uh, yeah. better at that than golf. I heard some stories about you trying bikes, so yeah, it would be fun. You know, we can do this. Some years oh, ago yes, lower, do it here. <laughs> but if they've left the track rough, I'll go out now. It's fine. No, of course. Like you know, we have test riders at Yamaha. They test bikes. We always try to improve and see and for the future for stock bikes, whatever. So I think my, my setup is not bad, what I hear. It is unique, foot pack positions, handlebar positions. I actually went, uh, I've never done that, even putting the handlebar on a different position for this weekend. Yeah. It was on a different position than in Loquette, really? just for the sand. So just, we tried to do everything. So is, that, is that not like weird for you? No, oh. it's, yeah, we talk Are you about quite it. easy to adapt? Are you quite a guy who like, are you a guy who finds it easy to adapt to different things? If it's good, yes, yeah. I can adapt easily. You're not a guy who gets stuck in his comfort zone and then hates. No, 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 not really. If it's good stuff, I, I like it, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's all what you, you want to know. Um, we all miss this in Locket, so it's great to have you back. Uh, merch is available now? Yes, I'm wearing it because I was running out of my, I put my t-shirt in the laundry, and so I'm... Wearing, no, you're wearing I'm it because it's the best t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And where can people get it? At the races no, or the website, the website Seaver91.com. Okay. Go buy it. No, it's cool stuff. I really good feedback, good quality. So you need to go and get it. Um, and finally, uh, feedback on golf. Um, yeah, we are going for par. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, feedback on golf. I really helped your win. You? No, well, in general. In general, we are. We had fun. We had fun, and we that's most fun. important. That's all what counts. We don't care about all the rest. We had fun. It was a good time. We have a new idea for a butt patch. So yeah. wait for Finland or something. We're gonna run some cool stuff. 
and um, I really helped your winning mentality because yes. when I was going for par and you looked at me like I was crazy, <laughs> I told you that on the start you always need to go to par, go yeah. for par. Yeah, I do want. And to that's what you did in qualifying. Yes, I did. I wanted to do the same today. Just that's racing. I mean, you see some of my opponents; they struggled a lot more. I mean, I didn't struggle. I just made a few yeah. crucial mistakes, but. Again, I think I was riding really well this weekend. It just wasn't my day, but uh, we have four to go and I'm I'm in good shape and uh, we are going for par. Uh, one more quick thing that I've been talking about. Uh, Indonesia was obviously shit for you, literally and results-wise. Um, <laughs> um, take Indonesia out though, uh, France, Germany, Lockett and here, you are the man over the last two months. Like. This is like you've not really rolled like this in your career before. This is really something. Yes, this is uh, Jeremy Seaver uh, 3.0. I don't know. Where was 2.0? Yeah, that was. I am. I'm getting older, so we are at 3.0 now. 1.0 MX2, 2.0 MXGP. Now we are at 3.0. I don't know. It's nice to see that all the hard work pays off. I mean, this winter I've I did so much i try to really fine-tune anything around not going too crazy yeah. i'm still chill and stuff like that but just to just to be on point work hard i hired a trainer you know i'm working with jackie vimond i i don't you know it's i'm not like i'm I investing money myself just to be good you yeah. know and it's nice it pays off and it's nice to see i'm actually one of the main guys now and i can win battle for the win every weekend and this is uh, pretty cool to achieve and to yeah get get GP wins like I did in France like I did in Lockhead like like I won yesterday and I just beat some of the best sand riders so it's yeah it's a nice achievement and it, it when work pays off it's always you know it's it's a satisfaction so okay, uh, Brent Van Donning uh, MXGP of Flanders Good day for you, some good speed. Uh, I think you definitely proved something to a lot of people. And you've done that quite a lot lately. Uh, you're on a nice little run now. It's hard to believe actually, what, two years ago you came here trying to get back into MXGP? And now I feel like you're firmly in MXGP, like you've proven you belong here. Uh, this year more than ever, I think. Yeah, the last GPs I, I did quite well, uh, I think. Just my starts, man, like my starts don't get better. Like I always have to come from, from the back. But my riding is always good, and when I start up front, I can, I can go with the top top ten guys. I think, uh, yeah. Like today also, I didn't have the best start in the first model, and then a few guys pushed me off track, uh, and then I came from 22, so that was a, a tough race. And then second model a little bit better start, and I was in tenth, and then I went down, and then I went from 14 to eight. So yeah, it was a good race, but I was so tired, man. Like I couldn't even stand up anymore at the end. I was just sitting everywhere, like Ken the Diker style, you know? Oh, but yeah, there was, there was no other way. <laughs> um, tougher Lommel GP than others? How does this rank compared to every Lommel GP that we've had recently? I felt the track was physically more demanding than other years. So it didn't flow as good this way? No, no, there was, for me there was absolutely no flow. Like you could have a little bit flow, uh, flow like beginning of the race when you still felt strong, but at the end it was just so hard to to keep a flow and save energy at the same time, because I know the bumps maybe because they the, the track was in the opposite way, so the bumps are not really like, like yeah like yeah. set in you know, and uh, it was quite hard like underneath also like it was a little bit slippery some places, and uh, yeah track was harder than other years I think. What, um, what do you like attribute your results at the moment to? Is it just confidence? Like obviously, like I say, you've knocked out quite a few good results this year. So is it just that you now have more confidence and you believe that you belong inside of the top 12, top 13 more now? Mm -hmm. Is that the difference maker or is something else changed that um, maybe we don't know about? No, like uh, beginning of the year I was struggling a little bit. Or yeah, not struggling. I just had to get into a little bit because I started training uh, a little bit later than other years because last year I was I was really burned out I was so bad like I didn't even want to ride motocross anymore that's how I felt at the end of the year and uh, yeah now I'm just in a really good spot like I feel good uh, I mean I'm enjoying and uh, I feel great on the bike and uh, yeah like I always say my my place is between 8 and 12 yeah. like that's what I what I can it's just hard to do it every race because 
it's so hard to get up front in the start because everyone is such everyone is a great starter everyone has great bikes you know so but yeah i mean i'm yeah having fun at the moment how um how good is this team because i feel like it's one of the more underrated teams in the paddock but obviously uh, you're doing well the mx2 guys do well so compared to other teams you've been on obviously you've been on the best teams the worst teams <laughs> um how does this kind of feel and go for you yeah i mean it's it's a great team uh and they are not long in the business you know like this is their second year i think so they still have to learn a few things but i mean they they built some good bikes i mean i'm, I'm really happy with the bike well a few problems beginning of the year we had a few dnfs but this is, it looks like it's solved but uh yeah i think for the future this team could be could be one of the better private teams yeah that's for sure um they like you too so i guess you are back here next year or it looks that way anyway uh i'm not sure yet i mean uh, i always want to keep options open a little bit uh there's still a few races going on and I feel that other teams always have to wait so long for the brand. Like everyone is always so late. So yeah, I might stay here for, uh, for next year, but uh, there's nothing uh, decided yet, 100%. And uh, last thing, I was a bit surprised that you got left off the Nations team. Uh, were you expecting <coughs> to go? Obviously you wanted to go, but were you yeah. surprised too when you got told you weren't in? I mean, I heard already that Iago uh, wanted to ride 450. Which is weird as well. Yeah, I mean, if he really wants to do it, that's his choice, you know, of course. Uh, I would be the same, yeah. you know, but uh, it's just shit that, that, that because of that I can go, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, it's Iago, Liam and Jared, it's, it's, uh, it's still a great team, you know, of course. Uh, uh, Jeremy is also doing great this year, you know. Uh, so, and Liam also, of course, you know, so I mean, it's a great team. Of course, I'm a little bit disappointed that I can't go, but you never know what happens. You know, if someone uh, gets injured or, or or something else happens, and then then I'm I would be happy to go. Yeah. Henry Jacoby, uh, MXGP of Flanders, another solid day for you, but this isn't a surprise now. Like you've been knocking off solid days for it feels like months now. Um, definitely coming to your own on the 450. Definitely having a great year, and I feel like yeah, as a whole, you've definitely opened to some ice this year, including this weekend. Yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. Uh, this year I focused quite good on the getting better each weekend. Like <laughs> with this, you have to start quite slow to get better each weekend. But uh, I felt like it's working. I had a little bit of a of a eye opener in uh, France where I won the quali race, where obviously ten guys were missing. But uh, still, on Sunday I finished one race in uh, fourth and uh, had a solid top 10 in Teutschental, then I couldn't go to Indonesia. Locket was a bit difficult, and uh, but still made solid results. And now uh, again a top 10. So uh, yeah, a top 10 in the MXGP is, uh, is much better than my podiums from the MX2. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy at the moment for, for everything, how it's going. And the team and I make some, some good steps. Are you um are you surprising yourself with your results here, your results this season, or did you expect yourself to reach this level? Oh, for sure, I didn't expect to be like this in Lommel, <laughs> but uh, I I hope to be around the top ten a little bit earlier. Yeah. Let's say like uh, I'm good in Mantova, I'm good in Metali, but there I was struggling a bit with the suspension and also with myself with the health. But uh, now to be good in Teutschenthal was for sure because of the home crowd a little bit. I want to do some extra and now here in Lommel and uh, yeah, we, I, I hope I can keep it going around the 10th yeah. place. Yeah, confidence must be higher than it's been for years now. Like I say, I think just from watching from the side, I believe you belong in the top 10 now. And even your bad weekends, you're still 11th, 12th, 13th. You're never too far from it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where we, we walk on. Now it, it was always a little bit like I could do good starts and then stay in front or go back. But I could never actually go from the back to the top 10, let's say. And now I second race for today, I started 17th, 18th and went to 9th. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and yeah, I cannot predict the future, but I, I hope that I can keep it going. Do you feel like these good results have opened eyes? Like, have you been getting interest from teams? Have people been talking to you? Has there been some love your way? <laughs> Uh, yeah, my 
my dad and my mom are really proud that's good the results <laughs> and uh, for the rest I, I can say there's not so much because uh, I think the factory teams are yeah. quite full and uh, yeah but I, I open the eyes from maybe some some people but uh, yeah we will have to see we cannot build just from two weekends now I have to do this many more times I guess uh, back with this team next year do we know do we know anything about next year yet? Uh, nothing I think the team has to decide first with Honda how they do things yeah. and then probably the team has to decide the riders and uh, I hope that I can have a good chance to get uh, another ride in MXGP if not I need to go walk You'll be fine. You're, with these results, you'll be fine. Uh, and another another hot thing at the moment, uh, Nations. What do we know? Are you on the team? Are you off the team? Is Kenny going? Because let's be honest, if Kenny goes, Simon's killing it. You're now killing it. Like, this could be quite good. Yeah, it, it could be good. But uh, let's say we, we still have a good team. Oh. But oh. <laughs> I guess... Uh, yeah, Are you I, on this good team? I, I think I'm on. Okay. I should be on. Yeah. Uh, so far, nobody really talked to me <laughs> about going. But Maybe I, not then. <laughs> I, I, no, I heard that uh, one probably is not going. I heard that as well. And uh, yeah, who, who, they, who they want else. Like, uh, they need me a little bit. Yeah, so really, sum this up. You should be back at this team next year and you should be of the nations. That's what you deserve. So... If, yeah, that's what I, what my opinion is also. So uh, we will see. I, I give my best. I try. Yeah, Dirk Grubel, uh, MXGP of Flanders. Uh, Tom was on the podium in the end, which is good. Uh, it definitely didn't look like it was heading in that direction. So he salvaged something. But this is two, I don't know what you call it, off weekends in a row for Tom. He didn't look like himself. Um, obviously, we all have quite a high uh, standard for Tom. So... The gap in the championship is a little bigger now. How are we? How is the mood in the tent at the moment? How are you like tackling this? Ah, the mood is still good, eh? I mean, it's not over till it's over. But um, yeah, last week he struggled a lot with the track and a bit with the bike setup. But this week it just started really bad yesterday with that crash. Because he been the handlebar, he couldn't uh, continue like this in the deep sand. And yeah, if the last gate pick, that doesn't help you for nothing. Um, yeah, he paid it all in the first race, didn't have the best of a jump and then uh, yeah, trading some paint in the first corner there. Was not too bad, after two laps he come, he was already in P8, but then crash again, dropping back uh, again and uh, yeah, hard work in general. He salvaged seven, pretty good for forward like <laughs> where he was coming from, yeah. but it's not what he wanted. I mean, uh, there was a lot of frustration. You could see he wasn't riding free and it was just crampy and everything. Second race, much better. We, we had a lot of talk between the, the hits. Yeah. Uh, no, he had a better jump. He was P5. <laughs> he, got the, he got some presence as well, let's say. <laughs> you know, I mean, also in the first race, he got some presence because Harup dropped out, uh, Horkman dropped out. Instead, in the second race, then, uh, I mean, Horkman, he, he was flying all of a sudden couple laps to go uh, he passed nearly everybody uh, but overall he can be happy I mean he ended up even up on the podium but uh, that was because uh, Simon was uh, I think he got a heat stroke he was he was probably blacking out or whatever he, he the way he was riding I said to the team uh, guys check for your boy is uh, <laughs> that, that's not him uh. like <laughs> that, that, that was oh, not nice to see um, how's Tom's mentality at the moment? Like, is that still as good as it was when he was winning back-to-back -back GPs? Because, I don't know, when I watch him, I kind of feel like mentally, sometimes he's not there at the moment. But maybe, what do I know? Well, we shouldn't forget how much stuff was around him lately, you know? There was that idea with America, and then we, we did a little bit of testing to give him to give him an indication how the bike might feel over there, and, and this and that, and then the uncertainty, should I do it, should, you know, moving to America is, I mean, a huge step in, the, in that age. Uh, giving up everything here, what you achieved, and just starting off in a new series, and Supercross, he's French, I mean, they have the ability, they like it, they do Supercross as kids and stuff, they grow up like that, and... He's a good guy. I mean, I was testing there with him. He, he has natural talent for it. Don't get me wrong. 
But that's all in the back of my mind. They all say, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't bother me. But it's not true. So now it's signed. The decision is done. Press release is out. I think heads more free, hopefully. And from next week on, we will see another Tom again. When was, the, when was the decision actually made then for America? Or signed? When was the decision final? He signed yesterday. Okay, well, okay, well, yeah, that, this now makes a lot of sense. Well, okay, another question, because this has confused me. So you signed Adamo in March, so that's been a long time. And then there's been rumours the last month that you've been talking to Yago, which I feel is true because I have pretty good sources on that. But then Liam told me today that he signed in Tushintal. So how, how would that have all worked? Like, I don't understand the ti- how those timings line up. Well, first of all, there's a lot of rumours. <laughs> And uh, I think there's a lot of bullshit also with timelines. But yeah, we, we had, for sure, we had contact with Iago or he had contact with us, vice versa. Yeah. So no, there was talks for sure. But at the end of the day, yeah, he's, he's employee of Yamaha at the moment and, and they have some rights and we, we give it a try and we didn't come together in the end. So I think he's gonna stay where he is. And, and we decided to give it a fresh start. Uh, we're gonna have a building year with, with uh, Liam Everts and, and uh, Adamo, of course. I mean, they're good riders, you saw yeah. today. There's a lot of potential, but we shouldn't expect them winning next year. Maybe, maybe a couple of races would be nice, but I, I wouldn't put that pressure on them, you know? It's already there anyhow, when they're in our tent. But no, I'm, I'm excited. We have two nice young kids and Looking forward to work with them, and I think we can get the best out of them. Another confusing thing. I've been very confused lately. Um, so everyone thinks that Tom's going to America because he doesn't want to ride a 450. But then I think, from what I know, he wanted to move up to a 450 this year. So I don't think he's scared of the 450, for sure. I definitely don't think that. So what is the reason for going to America? Because I, f- I feel like six months ago, he was all in on the 450 challenge. 100%. And I hate to lose him. I would love to have one for 50 here, you know, and uh, like yeah, one laughing eye and one crying eye because a rider like him, such a nice kid, good family, everything, it's just fun with them, you know. So I really hate to lose them, even though they ride for our KTM team over there, where they're also my friends, but uh, no, he should stay here, my opinion. But no, you, you saw with Dylan and, and all that stuff, and he sees all that, you know. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's a bit the French thing. Jean-Michel Bale, Vulema, uh, Totelli, Pichot, you know, there's an endless list of names who went yeah. over there. And maybe a little bit influence also Eric Sorby, because he was here the last two years a bit. And, and uh, now he's back over there, so he probably gave him also a good view how things are there and what, what he can achieve and, and he knows also how he rides supercross you know they they're good friends with, the, with him so in the end it's his decision and he, he liked to go because he likes the challenge and it's a different sport and he gives a go last thing because you need to go we're literally stood in a car park <laughs> let's put this to bed as well clear up all confusion no jeffrey of the nation sounds like he's not going to start riding until well, until right around the nation. So we'll see him in 2023. We look forward to having him back and stamp it. Yes, everything else makes not much sense. I mean, even if they would give a green light now to race nations, whatever, but he would need some race time under his belt, you know. Uh, if if you really rush it, Turkey, okay. But Turkey is a track also, it's a bit like Czechos. It's yeah. not, the, not the best track to make a comeback. And uh, yeah, and then afterwards, two weeks break again nothing there's no races and he needs that and without racing we shouldn't go nations with him there's so much pressure on that name jeffrey herlings makes absolutely no sense uh, i've just thought of one more one more quick thing <laughs> i heard from a few teams this weekend that in front went around telling people that they would have more help for overseas races next year more um freight allowance confirm it or deny it i didn't hear that so nobody, maybe not you. <laughs> nobody came to me, but I'm not the team manager lately, so uh, maybe they went as well. I don't know. You were asking the wrong guy then. Yeah, Kai de Wolf, uh, MXGP of Flanders, finally back where you belong on the podium, winning motos. Um, that's kind of what we thought you'd be doing all year and obviously what you thought as well. Uh, it's been rocky to get to this point, but it must feel nice to finally get back up there. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, the speci- uh, first motor was really special. Um, 
I felt really good actually all weekend. Um, got the qualifying win, first moto win, and then the second moto, um, there was no energy left anymore after 10 minutes. So, um, but still, it was um, a really good weekend, and um, I'm not gonna lie, we had a tough year. Um, we have shit together a few times, and we had difficult times, trust me. And to come out of that hole wasn't easy, but um, we're back up there, and um, hopefully we can build from here and keep working from here. And I'm pretty happy with the results I'm riding this weekend again. Maybe uh, winning a moto here last year must have been a bit, a bit of a surprise, but coming in this year, were you putting pressure on yourself? Like, I'm guessing you expected to at least win a moto and hopefully win the GP. Yeah, sure. Um, last year was... I didn't expect it at all, like got to it in that first moto and then that second moto everything clicked together, got whole shot and just wrote my own race and it was different this weekend, uh, I put a lot of pressure, especially that second moto I was really nervous um, because I, yeah, I had to be in front of Iago and um, he was really strong that second moto so um, yeah, it was difficult to stay up with him but um, yeah, still second overall same points as the winner so um, I don't think it's really bad for a 17 year old jump. If, um, if you could go back and change things would you maybe sit back at the beginning of that second moto for longer and maybe try and make a charge in the last 15 minutes or do you feel like either way it would have been the same result? Um, I think it would have been the same result but um, I think that first moto um, I was in fourth or fifth and I straight went for it, like I went for Beniston, Rowan, Gage, all in like four or five laps. And that was just not the right strategy, but um, yeah, they have five year experience and um, we learn every every single weekend still so much. And also this weekend we learned a lot. And um, yeah, what I said, we just build from here and um, take all the positive things with us, the negative things we work on. And uh, hopefully that uh, GP win will come one day. Do you actually think that, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought, do you actually think that winning a GP is going to change things for you? Like, I think we said it after Mantova, it, it's coming, we know you can win a GP. Do you feel like once you finally get that monkey off your back, it will change just it, things without even you noticing? Yeah, maybe it will. Um, for sure now, like what I said, the second moto, I was so nervous because I knew I had to be in front of Iago to win the GP and uh, also to do it in front of all those Dutch fans who don't have a GP this year. They all came here to Lommel to support me and Roland. So um, yeah, really wanted to do it for myself, but also all the fans. Uh, I really appreciate it to all the fans who came out. And um, yeah, I don't know, we just have to see. Hopefully that GP win comes one day and uh, maybe it will help a lot and get me more consistent. But the last GP in Lockhart, or yeah, what we had before that, I think it was Lockett. Um, I was actually pretty consistent. Um, the second motor then had some bike problems, but still uh, six and seven. So um, we're on a good way back and uh, we just keep building. Do you actually think you're 100%? Like you were injured and then you were ill. Like there's been a lot this year, like we said. Do you actually think you're 100% now or is it still coming? Um, yeah, I think I'm 100% for sure. Um, I'm feeling really good at the moment, working hard with the team, doing everything we can and um, trying to finish this season stronger. Did you get any good advice from Jeffrey this weekend? Um, I hope so. Something. Funny? Anything? Yesterday he said, um, he told Pip Baia to already make up or like send my bonus because he was sure I'm going to win the GP. But uh, yeah, Pitt, I think Pitt didn't do it sadly. So uh, well, It would have been good if he did. No, I need to do it with the second place bonus, but uh, still. I'm pretty happy and uh, yeah, can't take off the team. Uh, last thing, uh, new track layout this year and some changes. I thought, at least yesterday, it seemed like it flowed better, but maybe tougher to race on? Um, I actually felt completely opposite. I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but uh, it felt like there was no flow at all. Uh, it was really tight, especially after pit lane and yeah. stuff. It was so tight, like unbelievable. But um, yeah, it's something different than uh, it's new for everyone, so it's quite fun. Roman van der Moosdijk, uh, MXGP of Flanders. First GP back, and honestly, I didn't think you were going to come back at all this year, so it's a miracle yeah. you're here. And it's also a miracle, toughest GP of the year, <laughs> toughest weather, um, tough, oh, everything's tough. <laughs> Somehow, uh, fifth overall, miss a podium by one point, led laps. Yeah. Uh, amazing weekend, really. I don't think you can ask for anything more. Yeah, just like you said, um, 
at first, uh, after the crash in Argentina, the doctor said like, yeah, just focus on next year. Um, but then, you know, me and the physios uh, where I live in Eindhoven, we did like a really good job. Um, and then the goal was to come back in Lommel. Um, but like you said, everything is tough. And I think like I've raced here from 2019 and it's never been so tough. Yeah. Uh, and then also with the heat. So um, if you got, if you set me uh, in Bergen top five, then I said like, hmm, I will have, I will have a think about it, you know. Um, so I'm, it's really positive. Um, but yeah, that, that I lead some laps, but like I said, that intensity is amazing. You know, it's it's you cannot practice it, um, and that fucked me the first like 15 minutes, uh, and then I was like empty. Uh, but overall, really positive. Do you think that maybe yeah, if you could go back in time, maybe you'd settle into second instead of going for the lead because maybe you could see the pace a little bit more, get yeah. used to it rather than, I mean, it wasn't even a second motor. It was literally the yes. first moto back. <laughs> yes. Most guys would have just gone, you know what? I'll sit and I'll watch for yeah. now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I sneaked around the inside the first motor and I was like second, third. And then uh, even before the first full lap, um, Thibaut make a little mistake yeah. around the outside and I just thought, yeah, okay, let's go. Um, and then thought, oh shit. And then, oh shit, <laughs> you know, what's this? But um, maybe, um, yeah, it's always afterwards, but um, it felt really good to let some laps. But at the other hand, maybe it was better to, you know, wait a little bit and follow them. And then I could maybe uh, hold it on a little bit longer. Considering um, you're not used to the intensity, you're not used to motos, all of that. Yeah. I, I didn't think you faded really at all. Like, I'm sure you got a little tired, yeah. but compared to other guys, yeah, like, I don't think it was bad. Um, did you expect it maybe to be worse? Yes. Um, after like 15 minutes, first moto, uh, when I think the fifth or sixth guy passed me, uh, I looked behind and I, they even showed me on the pibble like plus 25, plus 30. I said, what? How is this possible? And it was the same second moto. So I knew before the second moto I had to do the same. Just be really quick the first few laps and make a gap. And then I could like uh, ride it out yeah. in the end. Obviously, um, everyone else is 14 rounds deep. A lot of yeah. time with uh, teams, bikes, yeah. everything. Yeah. This is only your fourth GP with yeah. a team. or. You could even say third. Yes. Um, so were there some things you needed to get used to testing wise, bike setup wise? Were you working a little bit with that? Um, not really actually. Um, like a few weeks ago we decided to stay in the sand. So we worked really hard uh, in those weeks. Um, we had a really good base. Um, I almost did nothing on suspension. Bike felt amazing. So we had a good setup already before the weekend. And uh, last thing, on Bergam, you said, uh, Bergam on Wednesday you said uh, by the end of the year, you'd like to shoot for a podium. Yes. After today, I think we can definitely shoot for that. That's yes. definitely realistic. That's true. Um, yeah, the goal is already next weekend, uh, in two weeks. So, uh, no, we have four rounds to go, I yeah. think. And uh, it will be amazing to be on the box. But uh, now I know for myself that I can be up there. Actually, good tracks for you coming up. You won the yeah. EMX in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, Finland's new for everyone. Yeah, I Turkey. Uh, really? I raced at uh, the 85 final. Did you win? No. Nope. Uh, did you do okay? Uh, I did okay. Uh, a good track? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a sandy track. So, uh, Turkey, I did well. Yeah. I was on the podium there, so can't ask for much more. Liam Everts, MXGP of Flanders. Uh, look, so first time you were close to the podium, Majora, it probably didn't sting that much because you were like, ah, first time I've been this close, this is good, I'm making progress. You got fourth in the first moto in Majora. Yeah, yeah. So you were close to the podium. It's not the podium, not the overall Close. podium. Eh? Yeah, yeah you were, in, one, you were in the running. Yeah, okay. I'm telling a nice story. Come yes, on. Yes. <laughs> now, as you make it, yes. You know? Now, now, close to the podium again. I imagine it stings a little bit more because you believe that you belong up there. You know you were fast enough. Maybe you're kicking yourself a little bit. Yeah, I think Spain was um, was a good one as well. I missed it by one point there. Were you kicking yourself there? Yes and no. I mean, riding was super good, so was the first time really running up with the top three guys so I was just happy with that that was a bonus which didn't come but um, yeah this one I'm, I'm I'm not so happy I'm just uh, disappointed with myself in, in one way um, I had the potential I had the speed the pace um, to go all the way but the physics was there and um, yeah I just messed it up with two two big mistakes which cost me I was P7 in total, I think, and uh, two points off the box. So it was uh, 
my own mistake and there's no excuse for that. Did you, uh, did you surprise yourself in the first race? Because you ripped through those guys quite quickly. Uh, once you got ahead of them, you pulled a gap really fast. And I think you were actually either as fast as the top two or maybe a little bit faster. So were you kind of thinking to yourself, like, cool, this is good. I'm actually surprising myself here. No, I wasn't surprised. I was just very focused on, on what I was doing and, and keep on doing it, you know. But then I messed up the, the whoops a bit and then, uh, yeah, I went off. Um, yeah. It happened, it went so quick, I kind of changed it, so um, I just got to deal with it and, and learn from it and, and come back stronger. Uh, what happened second moto? I didn't see it. Uh, I wanted to pass Harup on the other side of the podium. You have that, yeah. that launch thing and uh, I launched it way too far and too much to the inside. So I, I just completely, I don't know what I did, uh, but I went off quite big and then uh, yeah, I charged again from far behind. Like in the quali race, like in Sardinia, like a few races this season, but um, um, yeah, there's no excuse. You can take the positives from this though, you were very fast, like I say, you belonged on the podium, things are definitely improving, things are definitely progressing, maybe quicker than some people even thought, like this is definitely going in the right direction. Yeah, sure, um, there, is, there was this, um, I think, switch point. Once I had the injury and came back, Arco, and we started again on the roll, like get top 15, top 10, top 5. It just kept on coming and I took the confidence. Even we had a little little bump into that old injury again in Torchenthal. I think I came back very strong in Lockhart. And um, maybe today the result didn't show it, but I'm not, not looking too much at the result, just at the, the things I can improve. Your first uh, true home GP. You were up there, so they were definitely behind you. How did it feel? How did the pressure feel? Did it feel like you'd always dreamed of or a dip, bit different? Um, I didn't feel too much pressure. Uh, I think I, I used it in a boost, in a way. Um, it was nice, very nice to see so many people. Got a bit busy with times, but um, I think I, I dealt with it well. And once the, the race time hour was there, I, Took a, took a break and relaxed and focused on the racing. I think I was very good with that. I had a good structure with that. And uh, yeah, of course, it's a new experience again. But uh, I think it was went well. Good news. The positive from this weekend. Uh, Red Bull KTM rider next year. When did you find out about that? Did it come as a surprise? Uh, talk us through how that thing went down. Um, I got to know it in Torchenthal, actually. On Saturday evening when I had the finger injury. So on Saturday evening, I got the news, I get the ride. And then um, before Lockett, we went to Austria with the camper. I just made a quick drive through, uh, had some lunch and, and cleared some things out. And um, yeah, it's, it's looking nice. I'm, I'm very excited uh, to join the team that I pretty much grew up in, walking around, looking at my heroes, and now I'm racing myself. So it's a dream come true. How long actually is the deal with Red Bull KTM? I don't think they said um, one year, two year, three years, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have um, my contract from in the past that was I signed a five-year deal. Yeah. We're just finishing that for next season. And oh, that finishes next year. Next year. I, I didn't. Uh, time flies. <laughs> yeah, that finishes next year. Um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. If I can do good for my side and. I find a good way with the team and everything is going well. I don't see any reason to not stay with KDM.